Welcome to the Lifehouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hey everyone, Adrian here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo, and it is such a joy to be able to share the Word of God with you today. Did you know that the God who created all things created you, and He created you for purpose? And this has been such an incredible truth that together as a community, we've been discovering together over the past month. And for so many people, it's like a a fresh fire of purpose has started burning in their hearts. And and for other people, maybe who've been following God for many years and that fire has maybe become a little bit weak, God has been breathing life and it's becoming a roaring fire again. And as a community, we are pursuing purpose. We are pursuing Jesus and His purpose for our lives. And for me personally, this sense of purpose uh, was something that first really impacted me when I was uh, 17 years old. So I grew up in a Christian home. I, le- I had heard many stories and messages about God's love for me and His purpose, but it, it wasn't really anything that was real to me yet. But at the age of 17, something powerful happened and a friend invited me to his church and they had an evening service for youth and at the end of the message the guy who was preaching just looked over the crowd and he saw me and he pointed to me and he just said young man God has a message for you today and he wants you to know this that he loves you and he's got a great plan and purpose for your life and those words that day uh, had such a deep impact on me. I, I felt God's love in a way that I'd never felt before. But I also felt a sense of purpose rise up in my heart, this fire that filled my heart. And I, I remember even going home, telling my parents, I'm going to change the world for Jesus. It was in that moment that I realized that God had created me for purpose. And it was only a few years later when I was 19 that I, I became more curious. I, I started to ask more questions, started to say, okay, God, if you have, I believe you've given, created me for purpose. What is this purpose? Like, and I started asking questions. I started reading the Bible. And as I started reading the Bible, God started speaking to me. And I, I felt like this joy and this excitement and this faith rise up in my heart as God started to reveal what he thought of me when God started to reveal to me his plan, his purpose, the future that he had created me for. As I started to read it in the Bible, I felt this great sense of faith and expectation rise up in my heart. But at the same time, there were thoughts of inadequacy. There were doubts. There was thoughts in my head saying like, who, who am I? Honestly, like, who am I? I'm not experienced enough. I don't know enough of the Bible. I'm too young. I've never spoken in, in front of anyone. I've never led anyone. Like I started having all these doubts and these insecurities and I felt inadequate. I, I thought this is too big for me. I don't have any resources. I'm only 19 years old. Like how can God use me? And so It was these thoughts of like, wow, God, that's amazing. And also like, whoa, I don't think so. This is way too big for me. I I don't have what it takes. And and I want to ask you a question is, have you ever had any of these negative thoughts? Have you had a thought that says, I'm not not good enough for God to use me? Or uh, I think everyone around me is better than me and they've got more gifts and skills and more experience than me or... Maybe you've thought to yourself, uh, I don't have 
enough skills, I don't have enough abilities, or I'm too young, or I'm too old. Or maybe you've even thought like, doesn't my past or uh, what I've done, my past failures disqualify me from the future and the purpose that God has for me? And if you've had those thoughts, welcome to the party. We all have those thoughts. You're not alone. Every single one of us who are on a journey to pursue the plan and purpose for God in our lives face these things. And as I mentioned, when I started investigating asking questions there was i had those questions and now 19 years later i'm still following jesus and god has done more in my life than i could ever imagine and even now my wife and i are still full of purpose we still have this fire burning in us believing that god is going to do more in our lives than we could even imagine there's we still have so much that we want to do and for jesus the purpose that he's given in our life but still i face insecurities i still have negative thoughts i still feel inadequate i still feel like i don't have what it takes to do what god has called me to do but as i've as i followed god i've learned how to deal quickly with negative thoughts i've learned how to take god's truth about what he says about me learned to take god's truth that he has revealed to me in his word and deal quickly with those negative thoughts and that's really what i want to help you with today because as you pursue god as you pursue the purpose that he has for you you will face negative thoughts maybe right now this very moment you're wrestling with insecurity or feelings of inadequacy it's part of the journey but as we grow in following Jesus, we can learn to deal quickly with these negative thoughts by bringing God's truth to fill our minds. And so we're going to look at a great story from this guy called Gideon. Okay, Gideon was a man who struggled with insecurity. He, had, he felt inadequate, he felt insecure, yet we're going to see through this story how as God speaks to him, as God reveals truth to him, and Gideon takes hold of that truth and believes God and trusts God, God is going to use Gideon to do incredible things and save his nation, Israel. So Gideon's story is found in the book, in the Bible, in, in Judges chapter 6, 7, and 8. And so we're going to start in Judges chapter 6. And at this point in the history of this nation of Israel, Israel who was God's chosen people had been rescued from Egypt and God by many incredible miracles had given them this land uh, called the promised land that they were now living in. And God had given them instructions. God had given them uh, ways in which they had to live into to in order to live and stay in God's blessing and his protection but the 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 people of Israel had wandered away they started worshiping other gods they started turning against God's ways and because of that they found themselves again being oppressed by another nation this nation called the Midianites came and they were oppressing the Israelites and Judges 6 verse 2 uh, it shows us what they were living under. It says the Midianites were stronger than Israel and the people of Israel hid from them in caves and in other safe places in the hills. And so this nation that were, were chosen by God, were called by God, had now retreated. They were living in fear. They were hiding in caves. They were, they were afraid that the Midianites who were raiding them and taking all of their livestock and their, uh, their grain and everything, they were hiding from these people. And, I, and it's, it's often when, when we face 
big challenges, when there's a big challenge in front of us, when there is a something that is causing us to, to, to retreat. This is when insecurity and those feelings of being powerless or inadequate really rise up in our hearts. The, it's at that time that those thoughts fill our heads. And um, I'm sure the whole of Israel was struggling with this, including Gideon. And so the nation of Israel, they cry out to God. They're like, God, we need your help. And so God has a plan and his plan is to use this guy called Gideon. His plan is to use Gideon to rescue this nation of Israel against the Midianites. And so God sends an angel now to go and speak to Gideon, to call him, to to bring him into this purpose that that God had created Gideon for. So we're going to read the story from verse 11. It says, Then the angel of the Lord uh, came to the village of Ophrah and sat under the oak tree that belonged to Joash, a man of the clan of Abiza. His son Gideon was threshing some wheat secretly in a wine press so the Midianites would not see him. Okay, so we meet Gideon. We meet our boy Gideon. And so what we learn about him, he's, he's, he's afraid. He's living in fear because he was in a wine press. A wine press was a dugout hole. And he was threshing his wheat there. Normally you would thresh the wheat out in the open where the wind would blow. Because as you threw up the wheat, all the chaff, all the stuff that you didn't want would blow away. And you'd be left with what you needed, the wheat. And so he was, he was afraid. He was desperate. He was in a place of desperation. Um, and, but the, I love this. Is that even though Gideon was fearful. Even though Gideon was hiding. Even though... Gideon felt inadequate and powerless and he, he, was, he was living in fear. He could not hide from God's purpose. God came and he pursued him. And I, I love this, that, that God pursues us even when we are feeling inadequate and insecure. God draws near to us and he calls us. He, he wants to bring us up into purpose. He comes and lights that fire of purpose in our hearts. And he, he does this through speaking to us. And verse 12, it says, the angel, uh, the Lord's angel appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, brave and mighty man. Gideon said to him, <clears throat> If I may ask, sir, why, is all this hap- why has all this happened to us if the Lord is with us? What happened to all the wonderful things that our fathers told us about that the Lord used to do? How he brought them up out of Egypt and the Lord has abandoned us and left us to the mercy of the Midianites. So Gideon pauses for a moment while he's threshing and he, he, he hears this message, but he, he's, he's got questions and, and he's got questions of like, where is God? Why is this happening? What's going to happen? When's the breakthrough coming? Where are the miracles? And often when we are feeling inadequate, often when we are facing challenges and feeling insecure, we wrestle with these same questions. It's okay to wrestle with those questions, but we're going to see that, that God, even in this midst of Gideon's questions and insecurity, I love that God sees his potential. Gideon isn't, at that moment, Gideon isn't a brave and mighty warrior. He's hiding, but God sees him as a brave and mighty warrior. God, God doesn't call him out. I love that. God doesn't call us out. God calls us up. He doesn't call us out and say, oh, why are, you, why are you being such a scary guy? Why are you hiding? Come on, why aren't you brave? God doesn't do that. He, he calls us up. He says, Gideon, you're a mighty man. You're a warrior. That's what I've called you to. And God speaks to our potential. God speaks to who he has created us to be. And I just love that 
about our amazing God. And verse 14 says, The Lord ordered him, Go with all your great strength and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I myself am sending you. Gideon replied, "Uh, But Lord, how can I, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least important member of my family. And so at this point, we, we get a good insight into Gideon's way of thinking. We, we get a good insight into what, what Gideon sees when he looks in the mirror, okay? What Gideon sees in the mirror and what he's thinking right now is that you've got the wrong guy, you've got the wrong family, and you've got the wrong clan. I think you stopped off at the wrong tree. And that's what Gideon's thinking in his mind. He's like, you've got the wrong guy because my clan is the weakest. We've, and we've got the least resources. We've got the least influence. I'm the least in my family. He was, he was the, 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 maybe the youngest sibling. He was the kind of guy in the family that nobody really had any hopes for. That was Gideon. He's like, you got the wrong guy. And right throughout this story, we're going to see these opposing views, what Gideon thought about himself and what God thinks. And I think this is such an important thing to understand is that Gideon saw himself as the weakest and the least, but God sees him as a mighty warrior, as a man who is brave. And that's the view that we need to take hold of. And I want to ask you a question. What do you see when you look in the mirror? What do you see? Do you see a brave and mighty warrior? Do you see a failure? Do you see a nobody? What do you see when you look in the mirror? And while Gideon is uh, wrestling with these thoughts of how, how can I? I don't have any strength. How am I going to do this, God? God answers him in this, in this next verse, verse 16. The Lord answered, you can do it because I will help you. You will crush the Midianites as easily as if you were only fighting one man. That's an amazing statement. I love this. God says, Gideon, I'm with you. I will help you. You will be able to do this because I am with you and I'm sending you and I'll help you. And and I love that line because remember the Midianite army, it's described earlier in the chapter that their their camels looked like locusts. That's how many of them were there were. And God says, You will crush them just like you were fighting one man. And that's the power of what happens when God adds his power to our lives. And this is purpose. Purpose is never meant to be lived out alone. Purpose is always meant to be lived out empowered by God, full of God's Holy Spirit, full of God's power working through you and me. Of course we cannot do it by ourselves. We were never meant to. Gideon was never meant to take on the Midianites by himself. He was always created by God to lead, empowered by God for this purpose. And so at this point in the story, Gideon, he's not quite 100% sure yet. Like, He's still wrestling through it. Is this God? Isn't this God? So he, he says to this messenger, this angel, just hang on a moment. He goes and makes bread and goat stew and he brings it to the angel. He's like, I've made you a meal. And the angel says, go put that, put it on the rock. And the angel takes his staff and he hits the rock and fire comes out. And then the food is consumed and the angel disappears. And at this point, Gideon realizes that this is God and he, and something starts happening in his heart and he He's still struggling, but he's starting to to get courage and believe that this is God. And it says in 
um, in verse 24, Gideon built an altar to the Lord and named it, the Lord is peace. I love that Gideon's first response is worship. He says, okay, God, this is you. I believe in you. Even though I'm still a little bit doubtful and I, I don't believe in myself, I believe in you, God. I, I'm going to worship you, God. And he shifts his focus off his family, his, uh, I'm the weakest, we're the least. And he shifts his focus onto saying, God, you're the God of peace. I focus on you. So he lifts up his eyes. And that's one of the best things that we can do when we are feeling insecure. We lift up our eyes to God. We look at him. And, uh, and so the next day, Gideon now wants to go take on the army. He's like, okay, I need to, I, if I'm going to take on the Midianites, I need an army. So um, verse 34 says, the Spirit of the Lord took control of Gideon. I love that. The Holy Spirit comes upon him and he blew a trumpet to call the men from the clan of Abiza to follow him. So Gideon steps up, the, this guy who is the least in his family, this guy whose clan is the weakest, Uh, steps up and calls the whole clan to uh, all the men in the clan to step up into this army and he gathers 32,000 men to take on the Midianites but and as he's heading towards the battle God says to him your army is too big Gideon and Gideon's like "Uh, but I need a big army he says I want you to say to all the men, anyone who's afraid can go home. And so Gideon does that. And 22,000 men head home. And now they're left with 10,000 men. And Gideon's like, okay, this is getting a little bit small now, this army. Because we've got a massive army to take on. And God says to Gideon, your army is still too big. And, and God says this to Gideon. He says, because I want, a, I want you to only win the victory with a small amount of people. Because, so that you know that it is me. God who gave you this victory and so God says to him I want you as people go and drink it at the river I want you to look for the men that kneel down and scoop water with their hand and drink I want you to choose those men and so out of the 10,000 the the army is reduced to just 300 men so Gideon is left with 300 men and he's at night they surround the enemy camp they break into three groups of 100 and he says okay we're going to surround the, the enemy and at a certain point i'm going to i'm going to blow my trumpet and every one of us needs to shout and then we're going to blow our trumpet and then this is our strategy this doesn't sound like a very good strategy to me uh but then verse 31 uh, verse, uh judges 7 verse 21 They've surrounded the enemy. They're blowing their trumpet. It says, every man stood in his place around the camp. The whole enemy enemy camp ran away yelling. While Gideon's men were blowing their trumpets, the Lord made the enemy troops attack each other with swords. And so the enemy starts going crazy. They start fighting each other and they start running away yelling. And Gideon and his 300 men chased these chase the entire army of the Midianites out of Israel and they completely obliterate this army Uh, and this is this incredible victory that Gideon wins for Jesus and what a powerful story what an absolutely incredible story how God takes a man who is fearful and struggling with insecurity and through God speaking words to him, through God calling out his potential, Gideon rises up through faith, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and he leads his army into great victory. And 
And I want to again encourage you, as you pursue God, as you pursue the plan and purpose that God has created you for, which is a big plan, which is a big purpose, you are going to face insecurity, okay? You're going to do it. You're going to face, you're going to feel insecure. You're going to feel inadequate. But today I want to give you two things that we can learn from Gideon's story. I want to give you two punches, okay? Uh, Okay, when you face those negative thoughts, you're going to have these two punches. You're going to, first of all, the punch of knowing who you are in God and the punch of knowing whose power is with you in your purpose. So we're going to be armed with these two punches because as those negative thoughts come, we're going to just bash them away like this is who I am. This is the power that is with me. This is who I am. This is the power of God that is in me. And I want to talk about those two things. And the first punch is who I am. So my first point from this story is know who you are. Who am I is is one of the most Googled questions in the world. Many people are struggling with this question. Who am I? And just like Gideon, he's like, I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm the weakest. We're the smallest. I'm the least in my family. That's, that was Gideon's self-image of himself. But God's image was you're brave and mighty warrior. And I want to ask you that question again. What do you see when you look in the mirror? For me, I see someone, I see someone who is messed up but has been forgiven and is a new creation. I see someone who is chosen and loved by God. I see someone who has weaknesses and flaws but is empowered and strengthened by God. I see someone who has been created by God with gifts that will be a blessing to the people around me. That's what I see when I look in the mirror. What do you see? And our view of ourselves, uh, the, the, our self-image has been shaped over our past. How we view ourselves has been shaped by past people, been shaped by past experiences, both in a positive and negative way. The people in our lives, our parents, your parents have shaped your self-image. Whether it's good, maybe your parents have loved you and they've cared for you and they've encouraged you and they've cheered you on. Or maybe you've never heard your parents say, I love you. Or your parents say, I'm proud of you. Or your parents say, I believe in you. Maybe they said, you're a failure. You're a, a, you're a disgrace to this family. I don't know what you have experienced. Or maybe it's your friends. Maybe they've, they've teased you and said, oh, you're ugly, you're not good enough, you're stupid, you're an idiot. I don't know what you've experienced. Or maybe it's a bully at school or a bully in your past or a bully in your workplace. Maybe it's someone who says, you're, you, you're stupid, you don't have what it takes. Many of us have had these experiences and all of those negative people in our life have they they can bring down our self-image. Or maybe it's been past experiences, you failed at something. You've tried something and you failed and you've tried again and you fail. Or maybe someone has crossed your boundaries and have, has done something to you that makes you feel unvalued, unloved, and you feel dirty and you feel broken. Um, many of us, we all go through these experiences. We all have different experiences and different pasts. But all of us carry these scars, these things that shape our self-image. But I want you to know today that right now, 
in this moment, Jesus can heal it. Whatever that pain is, whatever that past hurt is, bring that to Jesus. Bring that to Him and allow Him to heal it today. And as we move forward in purpose, let's allow God to reshape our view. Allow the Word of God to shape your view. That's why I love journaling. That's why I love reading the Bible. Because as you start reading the Bible, you're going to start learning about how much God believes in you. You're going to start learning about how much God loves you, how much God values you, what God believes in you. You're going to, just like Gideon, realize that God thinks you are a mighty warrior. God's going to think that you are so valuable that He was willing to send His own Son, Jesus, to die for you. That's what you're going to start to discover as you read the words I want to encourage you know who you are but don't let your past don't let the negative past experiences the negative things people have said about you shape who you are allow God's word to shape who you are allow God's word to bring healing and to reshape the way that you see yourself to reshape the way that you see your value and reshape the way that you see your abilities in the future that God has created you for And the next thing that we learn, so the first punch is know who you are in God. And the second thing is know the power of God in your life. Because I love this. It says that Gideon, it says the Holy Spirit came on Gideon and he led the army. It says, God says, I will be with you, Gideon. I will send you. And as we pursue the purposes of God, we need to know that we don't do it in our own strength. We do it by the power of God. Acts 1 verse 8 says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be filled with power and you'll be my witnesses for me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So as the followers of Jesus, we are empowered by God to fulfill the purposes that he has created you for. So you are called. You are called by God. And as you pursue Him, you will face negative thinking. But take that punch of, I am a child of God. I am called by God. Uh, Take that, the Word of God, what God reveals about you in His Word. Take that punch. And also the other punch that says, I am empowered by the Holy Spirit. We fight with these truths. When we face insecurity, we fight with this truth. And so I want to empower you with a, a tool today. Whenever you are facing a negative thought, turn your negative thought into a positive prayer. Whenever those thoughts are bombarding you, turn those negative thoughts into a positive prayer based on these truths. So maybe you, maybe your negative thought is, I think everyone around me, everyone around me is better than me. Everyone around me has better gifts. And as you start being bombarded with those thoughts, I want you to pray this, Father, I thank you that you have chosen me. I thank you that you have created me for purpose. Would you empower me today to lead this team? Would you empower me today to share this message? Would you empower me today to, to, to lead this business? Whatever it is, whatever you are, whatever insecurity you are facing, turn that negative thought into prayer. Maybe even take some time today to think through that thing and actually write out a prayer that you learn to pray, that you can pray every time that you are filled with these negative thoughts. And so I would love to pray for you today. I hope that you've been encouraged by this message. Know that God's called you. He's created you for purpose and that you can overcome insecurity. You can deal quickly with insecurity. But I do believe, I do know that sometimes there's things that weigh down 
on, on us, things of our past, things that people have said to us, experiences that we've had can really weigh down. But right now, I believe that Jesus says, come to me and I'll, I'll lift those burdens off of you. I will lift those heavy weights off of you. And right now, I want to pray for you and really believe that God is going to bring great freedom to you. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you that your word is powerful and what you say is the most important and whatever anyone else has said over people any negative thoughts that have been spoken over to over us God I ask that you lift those off right now any experiences that we've had that have left us feeling inadequate and feeling like a failure or feel unworthy God any of those experiences would you bring healing to those things right now would you lift off those heavy weights God off of our shoulders so that we can step up to be the people you've called us to be in Jesus name amen come on let's just give God a big round of applause what an amazing God and I want to pray for one more group of people so the best place to start on this journey of pursuing purpose is to make a decision to follow Jesus. Make a decision to, to follow Jesus. And maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. And I want to give you an opportunity right now. I'm going to count to three. And if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, I want you to say, yes, today I make that decision in your heart. One, God loves you. Two, He's got a great plan and purpose for you. Three, if that's you right now, make that decision. Awesome. If that's you, I'd love to pray for you right now. God, thank you for these incredible people. Thank you that you love them. You've chosen them. I pray that you forgive them and fill them with your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you were encouraged by that message and you get ready with those two punches that you can deal with insecurity in your life. And have an awesome rest of your day. Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider Lifehouse your church home, or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.